absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey gang, welcome back to Out of Bounds. I'm Phil. I'm here with Kyle. Kyle, what's going on, brother? Hey, buddy. Little little daytime action here. I'm ready to rock. Ready to talk about week two. Yeah, you're uh, you're on the road today. I am. I am. Um, so it's difficult to most of the time when we do our shows. You know, we're 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 a late night gang. You know, we uh, we like to 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 to, to go off that midnight oil and and bang the late night drum, but. Uh, on these daily shows, a lot of times it's difficult for me to, to do them at home at my, at my spot because, you know, I got so many damn kids at the house and it's, it's hard to get around. Um, you know, I, I kind of was in the, the live action today on the, on the daily show and, and Nardog actually came out and said, you know what, when are we having a channel where King Kyle gives parenting advice? And I don't think that there could be a more successful channel that we run here in the uh, DJ network. So I think that, you know, we need to get with Arch and get on that immediately. Um, but yeah, yeah. So, I mean, until my, uh, I do have a spot that I'm going to be building in my garage where, you know, I won't have these issues anymore. We can get more daytime shows in, but for now I am on the road. I'm, I'm, I'm panthering it up today. Yeah, you're definitely, you're definitely panthering it up. Why don't you hold that mic steady so we can hear it rubbing on your shirt. But, uh, other than that, man, I'm, I'm ready to overreact to week two. We, we saw some crazy, crazy stuff. But I would be remiss if we didn't talk about the book club first. Um, yes. Yeah, I mean, the NFL, it's hard to bet the board. You know, it, it's really tough. But in college football, where you can pick your spots, I'm actually 56 and 39 and up 13 units so far on the year. So there you go. Stella. That's in the book club. We Stella. also hit 150 to one outright in the NASCAR channel this weekend, which was pretty cool. And we also hit a 66 to one in the NASCAR channel this weekend. So if you're not in the book club, I have no idea what you're doing. It's 25 bucks a month. We've got winners in every sport. It's fantastic. But let's talk about NFL week two. Kyle, what stuck out most to you? Well, there's a few things. Uh, number one, uh, complacency. Uh, there were some teams that kind of got up in the first half and let some teams kind of storm back. Uh, there's some, some, some week, week two, you know, first half good football out of teams like the Rams who looked like they were just going to absolutely roll. Uh, they, they did actually end up winning the game. They didn't cover it. You know, that, that hurt guys like me who, who bet the Rams. Um, but there were teams like the Ravens that, that lost the game. I mean, you're up, I think they were up 31 or something like that at one point. I mean, if you want to be a legitimate team in the NFL and you want to be a legitimate playoff contender, a legitimate Super Bowl contender, you can't end up with things like this. You can't give up games like this. Um, I mean, listen, well done to it and, and the Miami Dolphins. Well done, you know, just throwing that ball up to Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle and, and Mike Gizecki, who who I believe had a, a, a seven and a half foot vertical on that one touchdown. Um, but, but you can't, you can't have things like that happen. And that was one thing that kind of stuck out to me is that this NFL season, cause we saw it in week one too, this NFL season might be the type of season where, uh, you know, big, big giant lines might not be to play, especially early on. 
because a lot of these teams are fighting back and hitting these back doors. Yeah, I mean, the, the Dolphins outscored the Ravens 28-3 to in the fourth quarter. And then the Ravens, or the uh, the Falcons, outscored the Rams 17-3 to in the fourth quarter to take away that take away that cover. So yeah. you had two two favorites firmly covering and uh and got back to word and, and the Ravens lost outright. I mean it was it was incredible. Yeah. Um in the four o'clock hour we saw Trey Lance break his ankle and Jimmy G come in and uh man Kyle I, I've been I've been wanting to talk to you about it. You know, I don't know if Trey Lance listens to our show. Probably not. Um, probably yeah because he's a big old loser. But I think this 49ers team is now a Super Bowl contender. I think they got better in, in the short run, at the very least. And uh, I'm going to be betting them to, to win the NFC, to win the division, to win the Super Bowl. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I love that team now. Um, I, I still I, – I, I think it's going to be a good value bet, um, especially, you know, sprinkling some on them. I think it's going to be a little bit tough. I, I'm not ready to throw my bets out there because, especially to win the division, because the Rams are still in that division, um, and, and I think that sooner rather than later they're going to kind of figure their shit out. They definitely had it figured out for the first three quarters last week. Um, I, I think they continue to really move forward with that. So I, I don't know if I'm ready to to put that amount of money on the 49ers to to kind of go through all the way through the NFC and everything like that. But I do really like them. I like them a hell of a lot more now with Jimmy G. We talked about it. We went real heavy on Jimmy G that we believe that if he could be the starter of this team, they would be a true dangerous player in all of this. And, I mean, I think it was like six of six or six of seven for his first seven throws. Um, dotting up the field all over the place. I mean, the guy, the guy looked like he was ready to tell you, I told you so. Yeah, for sure. I mean – and it, and it looks like, you know, through the first two weeks, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the first week was in a monsoon and, you know, last week, the, the circumstances with Jimmy coming in halfway. But, you know, so far throughout the season, it, it doesn't look like teams have respected Trey Lance as a passer. And I think that that game plan gets immediately thrown out the window. Jimmy G is a he's, you know, more of a pure pocket passer who's somewhat versatile and, um, man, I think this team got better, and I'm excited about the Niners. And I, I hate it for Trey Lance, you know, in all seriousness. That stinks when you break your ankle. But this team got better for sure. Yeah, you never you never want to hope for somebody to get injured. You never want to, you know, even – listen, I'm a diehard Eagles fan. I, I hate the Cowboys. But I don't want to see any of those guys get injured. I mean, this is how they feed their families. You know what I mean? Especially once you start having kids and you have a family of your own, you know, you start to realize that um, – you know, that stuff is is important. You don't really wish that on anybody. So so I, I definitely don't wish for any of these guys to be hurt. Um, but, man, when it does, it opens up, you know, opportunities for other guys. And I think that if there was a chance that teams were going to wait on Jimmy G for the year, if, if Trey does come back early or, or whatever may happen, I you know, no matter what happens, the, the – scenario the landscape is now paved for teams who are going to be in on jimmy g whether end of the season or this season however they want to play it um teams are going to be in now and and i think that uh you know yesterday kind of proved or uh sunday kind of proved that yeah yeah for sure um i guess another well for me a, a low light boy my, my colts are not very good kyle 
No, they, they um, they, the they stink. They stink. Um, yeah, there was late news that Pittman was a was a scratch, and and just the offense cannot get out of their own way. It looks like they're running in quicksand. Uh, they they just they look so bad. Is Frank Reich on the hot seat? Can the Colts be fixed? Um, they can be fixed. Uh, you know, this this kind of goes back to my issue, um, which was. I don't think they had anything wrong with them at the end of last season. They they started out slow out of the gate at the beginning of last season. So I'm not ready to call it quits on them yet because Frank Reich is a slow starter. The team's a slow starter. That's kind of how they roll. Um, but I don't think anything was wrong with them last year. And you see what Carson Wentz is doing in Washington. And I know that they just lost this week, but it wasn't his fault. He played phenomenal. You look at what he was. Carson Wentz was not the problem. Matt Ryan is not the fix. The fix for that team is, number one, you have to get Darius Shaquille, Shaquan, whatever the hell his name is now. You have to get Leonard back and and running that defense. That's going to be a huge, huge, huge part of them being fixed. After that, you have to find a way to get Jonathan Taylor going early and often. You have to suck in that defense a little bit to let Matt Ryan kind of work that field a little bit. That's one of the things that I've noticed is that it seems like the slower Jonathan Taylor starts, the slower this team starts. So I don't think anything's really broken. I think they certainly are in need of another wide receiver. Michael Pittman played well week one. It was a scratch week two. But I still don't see him as a number one. I think he's a good number two. I'd like to see another wide receiver out there uh, that can that can help. Even if they have two really good number two wide receivers, Jonathan Taylor makes both of them number ones. That run game will make both of them number ones. So so I think the you know quote unquote only fix that I would make is to somehow get another wide receiver on this team. Yeah, I mean, and and JT only had nine carries on Sunday and. You know, for for one of the true bell cow backs in the NFL, and you know, an MVP caliber player, he gave him nine carries. I mean, it just it feels like the game plan was wrong. It feels like everything was just backwards. And I don't think this this Jaguars team is anything special. And and man, it just it, no. It the the, the Colts should be ashamed of themselves. That's what I'm. That's what I'm really carries. getting at. I mean, yeah. You, you know, the last time we saw this Jags team, they were beating us, and and you know took us out of the playoffs and, and and just the same thing here. I mean, just another demoralizing loss at the hands of these friggin' Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I can't stand it, but yeah. Um, well, here's, here's, here's one good, you know, gold star that they have that's working out for them is that that whole division sticks. Correct. So you, as, as, as an Indiana, you know, Indianapolis Colts fan, and as an organization as a whole are in a good position to, if you're going to have struggles, this is now the time to have the struggles. This is the time to figure it all out. You don't want to have it at the end of the season. Like you did last year. You know, you don't want to have any struggles, you know, all the way throughout the season, but if you can get these kinks out and you can figure out exactly what you're missing and do all this stuff now, they could be in a good spot because there's not a lot of wins that are going to be coming out of this division. So they can still – I still like the Colts to win this division. I still like the Colts to make the playoffs. 
And if they're completely healthy and they bring another receiver in, they're certainly talented enough to make, you know, some waves in, in the, in the AFC, at least I, the, the, the chiefs are really good. The bills look, you know, damn near unbeatable right now, but I mean, any given Sunday, you got to get to the dance if you want a chance to, to dance with the queen, you know what I mean? So, you know, it's, 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 it's still within their grasp. They're not 0-2 and, and everybody else in Division 2-0, and 0 and, you know, they, they look fantastic. So there is a, a small caveat to, to all of it that, that, you know, luckily they're in a shit division, and they have the ability and the time to fix this. Yeah, I mean, this is certainly probably the worst division in football right now. Yes. And um, so you got to think if we're, if we're taking this from a betting angle, if you are interested in betting a division winner, or a to make the playoffs kind of prop. This this division is not getting a wild card team, so you would be better. You know your your bet would be better placed just betting the division winner if you like the Colts to make the playoffs or the Titans to make the playoffs or the Jags to make the playoffs. Just bet them to win the division because there there's not a wild card team coming out of here. So uh, we see the the Colts are plus one fifty right now to win the division. I'm I'm in on that. I I don't mind it. I'll, I'll chase this money, but I'll put it in for a unit right now. Plus one. Yeah, I, I don't think that's I don't think that's a bad bet. I I, I think you're dead on. I, I'm not betting uh, the Colts and 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 you know the Titans to also make the playoffs or, or anything like that. I, I don't see the wild card coming out of this either. I mean, I, I feel better about two wild cards out of the AFC West than I do, you know, having a, a wild card out of the South as well. I think you're just gonna have your division winner. And I do think that the, the smart money is still on the Colts. Uh, you know, I'm not ready to overreact that that heavily to the first two weeks. Again, last year they struggled early on as well. So, I mean, the only reason they didn't make the playoffs last year was a very bad game at the end against the Jags, as well as the Titans were the number one seed last year. The Titans do not have nearly – their sense of urgency and the ability that they had last year. I mean, Derrick Henry's getting bottled up every single game. This team is not going, I I expect him to be better for sure. But as a whole, that team, you know, I I know we talk a lot about, especially in football in general, you know, worst to first, but I mean, we might be looking at a first to worst type scenario with these Tennessee Titans. I mean, they, they, they look like they got space jammed and all their fucking powers are, are with some little tiny aliens around who are playing and apparently are playing for the Buffalo bills right now. Yeah. Let, let's, let's talk about that game. I mean, they, they got absolutely pickle dragged uh, through three quarters of that game. It was 41 to seven until, you know, the Titans waved the white flag and everybody, you know, played their backups and it was a preseason game in the fourth quarter. But um, there was something that, that happened that, that I saw that um, took me back to, you know, our AFC preview show when we were talking about the Titans. And you said that, uh, you know, we might see Malik Willis this year, you know, take over as the starter. And there he was in the fourth quarter running the offense. Now he, he didn't look overly impressive. He was only one of four for six yards. Um, but, you know, we're seeing it. That Tannehill is on a short rope. So yep. does, does he make it through the next few weeks or, or is his time done? I mean, it's really going to depend on their, on on what the record is, right? Yeah. If if they go out and they win the next two games, Tannehill's not going anywhere. If they go out and lose, or if they go, you know, one and four in their next five games or, or, or two and four in their next six, 
why would you not bring in Malik Willis? As as a franchise, what I mean, obviously it's going to heavily depend on what the division is doing as well. So all of this depends on that. But I'm expecting the Colts over the next, you know, six weeks to kind of get their their shit in order here. The Jags, listen, I know that you know you're not very high on the Jags, but I think they're better than what a lot of teams are are and a lot of people are giving them credit for. Their defense is stingy, but their offense is better than what it seems. I mean, Trevor Lawrence seems to have taken a step forward this year. It helps having a legitimate uh, coach out there in Doug Peterson. Their, their running backs, I can't be the only one who believes this, but James Robinson is head and shoulders better than Travis at the end. And I, I don't think it's close. I don't think it's close. Uh, I know that they kind of want to put a little two-headed monster out there, but Etienne has not made me feel comfortable with him on the field at all. Maybe he's still not 100%. I know he had a really bad injury last year, took him out the whole year. Maybe he's not 100%. But James Robinson looks like the same guy that we've been watching in, in Jacksonville absolutely tear this place up for two years now. And... If I'm Jacksonville, I'm sticking with him. I'm making sure that at the end, you know, healthy and and can get through this whole ordeal here. So, I think that team is a little bit better than what we what we see. I think we can see the Colts and the Jags kind of kick it up a little bit here over the next six weeks, and the Titans may be out of it, pretty close to out of it by then. At that point, if that's the case, Malik Willis is your starting quarterback. You find out what you have. You get him some solid, solid game time in there with the starters and and at a professional level, and you're looking next year to either, you know, early on bolster that offensive line or go get, you know, some sort of dynamic, you know, immediate presence on the outside of the receiving court. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, and let's, let's pause right there uh, for a word from our sponsors. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And we're back. We're back. So let's let's finish up this uh, this week two reactions was was there any other games that you you wanted to talk about um because i have one yeah well i want to move to the nfc is that is that where your game yeah is? yeah yep okay so i know we, we were kind of afc heavy but nfc man what what fun it's going to be here in the nfc uh the first game i want to talk about here uh was a sunday game uh one of our one of our loyal listeners mr Eggberger, was at this game uh it went exactly how we believed it was going to go our our beautiful beautiful system that we that we impart on on you know the NFL college all these things worked out perfectly. The Cowboys went out there and they took this win from the Cincinnati Bengals outright plus seven doesn't matter. Let it happen. Man, Cooper Rush looked the part. The team played well. They they kept up. They made the Bengals uncomfortable all day. Uh, Trayvon Diggs or whatever the hell his damn name is, the the world's biggest liability at cornerback, decided to <laughs> decided to to lock down Jamar Chase all day 
and wow, that's exactly what we expected. Yeah, I mean, it was nice because uh, we had – I know I had a rough day, but it was nice to get a plus 280 winner in there, that's for sure, uh, along with the Jets. that that Those two uh, money lines kept me afloat. But, um, yeah, I mean, that that's a rule. It's tried and true uh, in the, the history of the game. You know, you get a backup quarterback in their first start, the team simplify the offense, and everybody just – it seems to step up and, and play their role a little bit better than – Oh, I need seven catches. Oh, I need, you know, 20 carries. It's it's more of a, a team-oriented game plan, and it worked out. We, yep. you know, we saw the Cowboys take down the the um, AFC representatives, Bengals, and uh, man, that was that was awesome. And um, so we'll we'll probably be betting against the Cowboys this week. I think that's our zigzag theory. Yep. Um, yep. So, we'll fade the shit out of them next week. Yeah, now that there's tape on on Cooper Rush, so yep. we'll uh, we'll probably they're going to get fucked up this week. And I, I think they play the Giants, but it's crazy to think that the Giants are going to end up being three and zero. But yeah, I, I, I'm I can't wait to bet the Giants, and I'm probably going to bet them outright as well. I'm going to do usually it's the, the full flip flop. You you bet it you know against the spread, you know you get ATS and you go straight up. You know what I mean? So we'll probably sprinkle the money line on the Giants as well. Yeah, so you'll you'll find out on Friday how we're going to play that. Uh, but the game I wanted to talk about, Kyle, this one, you know, probably tugged at your heartstrings a bit as your man crush, Carson Wentz, uh, went into Detroit against our beloved Detroit Lions and uh, and suffered an L. They looked like shit in the first half. Yeah, it was um, it was a slow start. And if they don't have a slow start, we might be looking at this game as a win for the commanders. Sure. Um, but I think that goes to... I think you have to put that more on Dan Campbell. Man, what a coach. That guy has them. I, I, I know that the, the Lions are not the most talented team. I know that they're not, you know, they don't have the most talented quarterback. They have a few nice pieces that the defense doesn't have a lot of guys on there that you, you write home about and you, you're writing love letters to. But, man, that guy has this team playing tough every single week. They have this team going hard every single week, and he has them ready to go at the beginning of each game. And if you're a team that likes to start slow, that's difficult to overcome. Uh, now, we saw probably, other than Tua, the best second half of any player in Carson Wentz because he ended the day with over 300, three touchdowns. Um, I think he ended up with one interception. But, I mean, he was it wasn't his fault. It wasn't on Carson's head. The defense got just absolutely destroyed by by my favorite player in the league, in Amon Ross St. Brown. DeAndre Swift absolutely had his way with him. A few runs he broke for real deep ones. But Amon Ross St. Brown, you know, we talked about this. We, we had Alex Stars on, um, and we, we did our little fantasy preview. This was a guy that I was absolutely bullish on. He was my favorite player. His ADP was way too low at the end of the season last year. He was top five wide receiver like the last six weeks of the season or something like that. Um, I believe he's top five right now in wide receivers in fantasy as well. Uh, the guy is, you know, I think a better Debo Samuel. I really do. I mean, he is a Swiss Army knife with that offense. He can run the football. I think he had one rush for like 50-something yards or 60 yards. Um I mean, the guy, the guy can move. The guy 
catches everything you throw to him. He's difficult to cover. He's got very good route running. He's fast. Um, it really, really sucks. I had the Commanders to win this game. Um, I'm, I still feel that they're a very good team. I'm kind of shitting bricks a little bit on them to win the division because my beloved Eagles look really, really good. I know that that's going to be the next game that I want to get into. But, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, what a game by the Lions. Way to finish that game out. Um, you know, the first half was enough. That was another team that, that kind of started out really tough, and, and they were able to finish, unlike the Ravens. So, Yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, we, we'll see the Lions take on the Vikings in week three. And <laughs> head coach Dan Campbell was asked how he scouted the Vikings on Monday Night Football. Did, did you see this quote? I did not. He said, normally, like any fan would, I fell over backwards in my chair drunk after the second half. I couldn't even take notes anymore. Woke up, couldn't read my notes. But I'm back in this morning, took some aspirin, aspirin, we're good. <laughs> Love that guy. What a, what a fucking king, man. What a king. Yeah. That, so. guy, that guy's awesome, man. And he's he is exactly, we said this before the season, I know, I know we talked to Slop, you know, shout out to Slop Rules, but... uh you know, we talked to Slob about this, who's the number one Detroit fan this year. Um, if there was ever a shot of life that this team could have used, especially from a coaching standpoint, it's Dan Campbell. Uh, the guy's been the guy's been fantastic. Uh, he's got always has them ready to play, and he's exactly what a team like Detroit needs. Yeah, I, I love the guy. So. Um, that, that should be a, a very interesting week three match. And then um, do you want to talk about your birds a little bit or should we move on to the Thursday? Yeah, night? I, you know what I do? Because I, I think uh, the, the Eagles here are they, – they should be lauded as the number one team in the NFC right now. All right. Well, first um, off, Kyle, before you get going into whatever diatribe you're going, okay. you need to apologize to Jalen Hurts. You know what? I'm not going to do it. You need to. I'm not going to do it yet. You should. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you why. I, I spoke I, – I, I was able to kind of get in with the uh, with the guys early on um, in the morning show today, and I was able to talk to them a little bit uh, after, their, after their morning show went on. And um, I, I still have a little bit of, of apprehension. Jalen Hurts looked phenomenal. He looked phenomenal. He kept his eyes downfield. He was not a one-read quarterback. He was very accurate. Uh, he, he was hitting guys left and right. He looked absolutely phenomenal. He ran in very good spots. I only saw one time where he did not keep his eyes downfield when he decided to run, and that was early on. It cost him a sack. He tried to kind of run up the middle a little bit. He got sacked in that game uh, or on that play. Um, but realistically – that was the only time that I saw him not trying to sit in the pocket, not trying to be a passer, uh, and him actually being a run-first quarterback, which I did not like. But that was the only one. And if we can move that to one a game, I, I have very good confidence. Here's my here's here's my apprehension. They didn't score in the second half. True. Week one. Week one. They didn't score at the end when they needed to very much. Uh when they were playing the Lions and allowed the Lions to come back to a three-point game. That helped us because we had the Lions plus four, but it wasn't where I wanted to be. They were up 24-7 at half and ended the game 
I know that Jalen Hurts didn't get a lot of looks in the second half. The Lions, or the uh, Vikings had the ball a lot. But I worry that – so I know that I talked about complacency at the beginning of the show. You did. I wonder if it's complacency, if it's just like, hey, listen, we have the lead here. Let's just run this ball. Let's get through here and get out of here. No injuries and, and get out of here with a win. Or if it's the defensive coordinators figuring out Jalen Hurts in the second half and he's just not as effective. A lot of the throws that Jalen Hurts made yesterday were uh, he had some very good in-route throws, like, you know, medium medium passes, you know, 20 yards or so, 15 yards that were nice ins to A.J. Brown and, and he had some nice slants. But a lot of slants, curl routes, drags were kind of where he made his money. Um, he had a really, really big, long one to Quez Watkins. Quez didn't have anybody within 22 yards of him on that play. That's a uh, – Arch alluded to it on the on the morning show. That That's a high school open receiver. Yeah, was, that's that where super broken coverage. Yes, and I, I don't know what happened. I don't remember if the if it was broken coverage, if the guy fell down. I, I don't no, know. No, the, the, the safety took the, uh, the out route and so did the corner. Okay, so – there's going to be very few high schoolers in the state of Texas that can't make that throw. So it's it's not like, um, you know, I said this again on the morning show, it's it's not like Mahomes, you know, dropped one of the or, – or Rogers dropped one in the bread basket 40 yards downfield for a touchdown. It's not like something like that happened. This was a broken play. So, I mean, even Carson in week one when he hit Jahan Dotson down the, down the sideline between two guys – if that was what the play that Jalen Hurts made, I would feel better about it. But it was a broken coverage play that he just put the ball out there. The guy, I mean, Quez even, you know, stopped and caught the ball. And then still nobody was within 15 yards and he could run it in for the last 10 yards. So I don't know if I'm ready to apologize to Jalen Hurts until I see a full game of domination like he had. If that was a full game and they won this game 41-7, to I would be apologizing and say, you know what? He's taking the steps. I feel really good about him right now. But I'm still not quite there yet. I'm still a little bit worried. So I'm not ready to apologize yet. But I'll tell you what. I'm getting close, man. Awesome. I'm getting close to saying that this is our guy. Well, there you go. Baby steps. Baby steps. That's all it is. That's all it is. All right, man. Well, let's talk about this Thursday night game. We've got the, uh, the Browns and the Steelers. In uh, what should equate to just a just a terrible terrible Thursday night football game, Mitch Trubisky, Jacoby Brissett, just how we drew it up. Uh, the Browns are at home and they are four and a half point favorites. The total is just it's an abomination, thirty eight and a half. What do you what do you like in this thing? Um, I'll tell you what I like is is uh, we talked about it pre show a little bit. We were both going to be on the money line for the Steelers. Um, but you know what? I think I'm going to take the points here, actually. Uh, I just don't feel comfortable going back-to-back games against Jacoby Brissett, honestly. Uh, those types of guys, I never like to win multiple games back-to-back. But I don't like to bet them to lose multiple games either. Those guys are they are 500 quarterbacks. They're bridge quarterbacks. They keep you in the games. Uh, T.J. Watt won't be on the field. And until I see Kenny Pickett, I'm not ready to go all in on Pittsburgh. So... Hopefully we see him soon. I know this is week two. I think I had him starting between weeks four and six. 
Um, if the Steelers continue on their trajectory, I, I feel really good about that still. Um, but I'm not ready to, to, to say Mitch Trubisky goes out there and beats this team. Um, I, I think that they can cover for sure. It, it's going to be a divisional game. Um, I'm leaning the over, honestly, a little bit. Yep. But I, I think I'm going to probably put a little bit of a half unit on the over. And I think I'm going to go half unit on the Steelers uh, plus the four and a half here as well. I am completely with you. I really wanted to disagree. Um, but, yeah, no, I'm, I'm on the Steelers with the, the four and a half for a unit. I'm on the over 38 and a half for a unit, which is, Ooh. yeah, it's a strange a strange thing, you know, for me to click on that over button and hit submit. But I just, I think there's enough, There's a, this is a short week, there's enough defenders out on both sides. So TJ Watt is out, Miles Garrett, he's iffy. Uh, Jadavion Clowney is out. Chase Winovich is out uh, for the Browns. So I think there's enough offensive pieces and enough uh, defensive pieces missing uh, to feel confident in an overplay here on the 38 and a half. Um, as far as the Steelers and the Browns, you know, this is a, you know, it's a divisional matchup. These two, uh, two teams normally play each other pretty hard and four and a half. I, it, it, it's going to be a one possession game. It feels like it. I don't think Jacoby Brissett is the type of quarterback that can go open up a lead on you. And we just saw that even if the Browns do open up a lead, they, they leave that back door swinging wide open, you know, just like they did with the jets. Now, you know, who knows what the actual win probability was for the jets at that point. It was probably 1% or a half a percent or something, but I mean, it just shows you that the Browns have a problem finishing. So I like the Steelers that four and a half feels good. Again, I'm not an NFL guy. I'm more of a college guy. That's where I like to, to you know, make my hay. But for the the sake of the show, a unit on the the Steelers plus four and a half, a unit on the over 38 and a half. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm going two halves just because I don't I, I don't feel overly confident on anything in this game. I don't think we we know a lot enough about these two teams to really see where we are, but you know, just as being a divisional matchup, I think four and a half is too much. And I think that's kind of where we both are. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm going half units just because I don't feel very confident. And uh, I like some of the other games that are going to be this week, and that's kind of where I want to put the, the bulk of my money. Bending the board is difficult, and we, we've talked about this. So so I, I want to put the bulk of my money in the games I feel more confident about. Yeah, betting the board is hard, and that could cause one of the hosts to chase by betting it over. I mean, who who knows? Uh, crazy, you know, what, what could happen? Yeah, so crazy. Yeah, but that that's the take for Thursday, Kyle. Do you have anything else you want to get out there? Any any burning feelings deep within your loins? I have one burning feeling, and that's uh, that's we're very very. I know we've been talking about it, but we're very close on an out of bounds logo. We are going to have some some gear here pretty soon. Uh, we're working with, with our fearless leader, Arch, on figuring out this shirt. We have a lot of ideas kind of going through. Um, we finally have our own logo, which people are going to be able to see. But as for DJ gear and shirts, they should be out soon. I know I can't wait to get mine. Um, the idea that we had that, that, that I had brought up and we talked about, it seemed like you were really in on as well. So um, I, I'm really excited about these shirts. I'm really excited to kind of where we're going with this. So um, that should be soon. So everybody who, who wants to rock us on their shirts, get ready, get ready. Yeah, man. It, it, it's a, it really looks cool. And I, I like the mock-up that we have. 
the idea you had was balling. So uh, this thing is going to be a bestseller. This shirt is sharp, and I can't wait to wear it. So keep an eye out for that. You can join the book club, get a three-day free trial at the Dgens T H E D E G E N S dot net, and uh, we've got half of a NASCAR card out already. We have actually moved Christopher Bell from twelve to one to now he is six to one, the betting favorite. That's that's what we do here in the in the book club. So um, join in there so you can get these plays early before all the value dries up. And uh, just a shout out to Jordan McAbee and Nick Giffen if you guys want to join in too and, and uh, you know learn how to handicap NASCAR. Come on down, man. We'll be happy to have you and, and, and show you the show you the ropes. So that's it for me, Kyle. Adios, muchachos. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents.